Hey, Cameron. What's up, man? You know what time it is? It's time for reaching out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children all ages, welcome back to the show known as Reaching Out with Cameron, and I'm sitting by the man, the myth, the legend himself. Hello, this is Cameron, and welcome back to another episode of Reaching Out. Hope you all are doing well today. Uh, I'm a little bit tired, and I started a new job. I've started going to bed earlier, getting up earlier. I'm a little bit sleepy tonight. But Makes sense. How, other than that, how'd your week go? It went very well, actually. Um, I've uh, started going out on on um, runs, delivering equipment to different houses and uh, senior care centers and stuff like that. I, I had uh, my first experience breaking down a, a bed. Well, it was, I want to say like, for some reason, I want to say out in the wild. But that's not really an accurate thing. Did you hear dueling banjos? No. No. It was just up the street. But no, it was good. It was good. Um, I don't have my steel-toed shoes yet, so I smashed my foot with the Oh, with wow. the bed, I didn't say anything though. I don't. I don't want to have to fill out a report yet. I will say Walmart's probably one of the cheapest. They get steel-toed shoes. Okay. Well, the company's gonna buy me shoes. I still say point. that when I worked for the city of Broken Arrow last year, they bought me a hundred forty-dollar pair of shoes. Really? They were tearing up in a couple weeks. I went to Walmart and got some steel toes, and those suckers were more comfortable and fit a lot of whole whole lot better. I'm oh. just saying. I do have steel toe boots. I might start wearing those to work. I just need some comfy insoles. That's all. That way you can kick old people in the head. No. <laughs> but no, man, it's going good, though. I mean, we, we've we done some deliveries and pickups and everything. It's going it's going pretty good. I'm, I'm learning a lot. Um, here lately, once... The, the guy I'm training with, he... Um, he leaves early, so he leaves at 2, I leave at 5, so uh, whenever he leaves, I just start uh, working in the warehouse, uh, cleaning equipment and stuff like that, and that makes the time go by. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you get like three hours of downtime a day. How yeah. much? How many hours are you training, actually? Eight to noon, and then from noon to 1, I go to lunch, and then 1... Until two, we might have one more run to do. And then from two to five, I'll be cleaning. So are you not training in the warehouse anymore? Or? Technically, I am. Cleaning is part of my training because they're showing me how to clean different kinds of mm. equipment. All the nooks and crannies. Yeah, they're because uh, there's certain ways you have to, there's a process to cleaning the, the concentrators and uh, the beds and the bed frames and bed rails and stuff like that. Do you have to clean anything if it's not done right? It could kill somebody. I know that's putting it bluntly, but I mean, there's a lot of medical devices that if you don't do it right, you're you're responsible. That's the only reason I ask. Right. I mean, someone's going to check them before they go out. Like if something doesn't look right on it, then they'll keep it there and we'll have to re wash it or something mm -hmm. but the, so there is devices like that you have to clean that could, if you don't do it right it could 
potentially in somebody. I mean, they haven't <laughs> really they haven't really said that. Okay. <laughs> but I I would imagine like some stuff like ventilators and CPAPs and stuff like that. That yeah, you're going to need to clean those pretty well because yeah. people are breathing through those things. So. Have you had to get any special certificates? Um, or will you have to? Well, I I did some tests. I did like uh something called VGMs, different um what are they called categories, where I had to watch videos and read and stuff like that, and I had to take a test on each category, mm-hmm. and there were twenty two of them. The Walmart training method. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that. I've worked at three different WalMarts, and I've had to do the same test structure every time I go to a new Walmart. Yeah. Hopefully I don't have to go to another one, but I digress on that. Yeah. I mean, there was one day, I don't remember why, I was up until like 3 o'clock in the morning, and, oh, yeah, I was cleaning the house until 3 a.m. Landlord was coming over. Mm. (laughs) Um, I was up until 3, but the next day I had to do more testing and stuff, man, just just listening to the video and stuff like that. I was, I, I dozed off a couple times. I was so tired. Oh yeah. But I passed all those. I still have a test to do here in the next week or so. And then I'll be able to start going out and driving on my own. So you're not going to have a tag along person that's going to double check your work or. I might have, I might have someone go with me. Uh, whenever I first start driving, just to help me out and guide me along. Basically, there to not talk and let you do everything and to, and just overlook your shoulder. I think so. And to help me carry stuff. Because mm. those bariatric bags are like 300 pounds each. So they're, they're each pretty. Each section or each bed? Each bed. Okay. Each bed frame. Those things and are heavy, you have man. The mattress, too, don't you? Yeah, you got the mattress, the the uh, <laughs> the air mattress. It's just like dead weight. It's that thing is just limp and heavy. Hmm. <laughs> but no, my actually my my first trainer had to stop training me. Why is that? I ran him off. He's allergic to cats. Oh. Yeah, so I got cat dander on my clothes and he's been coughing and not doing too good so he had he ditched me and uh sent me off with someone else i'm not mad about it i I feel bad for the guy i keep apologizing to him every time i see him i'm like man i'm so sorry he goes don't feel self-conscious about it it's not your fault it's your cat's fault (laughs) he must be super allergic if he's getting high off dander alone i mean yeah, he said he was up all night coughing. Dang, that's that's some powerful cat. Yeah. We have three cats and a dog. Two well, you have like three cats and a rat. <laughs> He's a tiny dog, yep. <laughs> um that hates everybody. He doesn't hate you. <laughs> I mean he'll bark at you as soon as you walk out. He barks up. at everybody. Yeah. This is true. But uh yeah, not so far it's not it's not bad. I've already uh got a new talking buddy over at work cuz he likes horror movies, Metallica, and he goes to the same church we do. Oh wow. Yeah. 
He just said he was a Christian. He didn't say that he goes to the same church. Yeah, he's actually getting back into doing Switch over at Life Church tonight. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. I got someone to talk to. So what's your wife think about this whole starting over and learning and all that process? Uh, she thinks it's cool that I'm that I'm somewhere where I'm happier and uh, we got more like-minded people uh, where where I'm working now and plus it's not that much of a change in my commute and it, it does pay more than what I was making at the dealership so everything's good so far. Has she noticed a change in your attitude? Yes, <laughs> I am a bit happier. I don't come home mad or anything like that i get home before she does now oh wow yeah boys are already playing video games whenever i get home and now you're somewhat in the same field you're both medical yeah <laughs> now you can throw that in her face and say, <laughs> i'm educated now <laughs> no she definitely went to more school than you did yes she uh, can hold that over your head oh i didn't go to school for this at all well, I know. <laughs> No, she she worked hard to be where she's at. So, um, man, I don't think I could do what she does. I for, I'm too forgetful. Oh yeah. And and she she had to learn like codes and stuff like that, and all the different numbers pertaining to different things and See, I'd just terminology. Like, as long as I get a code red, I'm good. <laughs> as long as they're like not Mountain red Dew? redlining, we're gonna be okay. Oh, I got you. You see, that's my problem. You said code red. I immediately thought Mountain Dew. (laughs) (laughs) We see where your mind's at. Yes. But honestly, it leads me to ask, with all these changes, where is that going to put reaching out? Are you, is anything going to be affected by that? Well, eventually I'm going to have to start working one weekend a month. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um but there will also be one night a week that I'll be on call. I don't know what that night is yet. They haven't told me. They they said I might not even be on call until December. So there's that. But the whole reaching out thing, um, it, it's to the point now where my wife and I had a discussion about this the other day. And uh, we might not do reaching out at the park or Panera or Barnes & Noble um every weekend um she's i mean there are times where people don't show up and she doesn't like it when i come home and i seem down or sad or whatever that nobody showed up i haven't been saying that i'm down or depressed or if i'm mad about people not showing up she just she says she can tell she's like did did anybody show up i'm like nah that's all right though maybe tomorrow stuff like that um but she's like, well, maybe well, her and my parents both agree that we should probably do it one weekend a month, maybe the third weekend of the month and make it like a big thing to where we can have like a cookout or something like that. And people can plan ahead like a couple weeks ahead of time and make it like an event like once a month. So we'll pr- probably do kind of like we did for my birthday and have like burgers and maybe some hot dogs or something and or make your dad smoke some pork butt every time golly man that that was good <laughs> yeah especially the brisket 
Yeah. Anybody that can cook brisket, it has a piece of my heart. Man, he, he's a monster with a smoker. Uh, and I, I'm kind of ashamed of the burgers I made. They were good. I liked them. They were good, but they were tiny. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, just like that. And that when we were talking about it before the show, it is all part of a growing process. Yeah. You know, you're what, 32 now, 33? 32. 32. How old your dad? He's going to be 57 this year. How long has he been smoking? Grilling or I don't know what process he actually uses. Uh, he. Okay, so. For a long time. Age difference. Yeah. And that that's where the growing and the healing process, because last week we did talk about new beginnings. Yeah. And now, I mean, okay. Last year or two years ago, you started a new job at the dealership. You thought that was a new beginning, but come to find out through our discussion, you you knew you weren't going to be there. Yeah. So now, I don't know. I mean, it's it's realizing that your baby, your your idea is almost a year old. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you looking at first thinking about and hearing you're not going to do it every week? Mm-hmm. Me being honest with you, I'm going to be a little skeptical. Okay. Just because I've seen stuff we've tried to do or other stuff just kind of filter out. Yeah. So what are you, how are you looking to grow through this step of stepping back? And I say that just because you're going from four times to one time. What are you hoping to accomplish in this, in this new process? It, hmm. Doing it once a month, I, I suppose it could give me more time to plan ahead. Um, what we would do there, yeah, plan ahead what we would do. But, but also, well, and also another thing. I mean, my wife even said that just because you're not at the park every weekend doesn't mean you can't go out and reach out to people who do need to talk to you. You could go to them, just post on the group page or message or whatever and just say hey um we're not at the park or anything but if you do need to talk if you do need someone to talk to then i can come to you wherever you're at yeah i mean it does allow more one-on-one time with people yeah i'm making it purposeful but i mean like i've always been a big proponent of you doing it weekly mm-hmm. just because it is a commitment thing. And also you don't have to stop your life. But then again, like your wife said, I'm not the one there sitting, you, sitting there seeing you deployed. I know it's going to affect you mentally mm-hmm. and especially being in the job you are, because now you're starting, like you already said, somebody you deliver to had passed. Yes. Like almost immediately after you deliver the products to them. Yes. So you're going to be dealing with that more, wanting and hoping for people to reach out to you to schedule a in-home visit, I guess. (laughs) That's a weird way of putting it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I go back saying, what growth do you want to see? Because I see this, when we started the show, I jokingly had said something about a baby and compare, or like do something on pregnancy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I realized, your baby right now is almost a year. And you said something that triggered it. You would have more time to plan. And like a mom knows, and I only say this because my wife told me, 
you have to keep them entertained. They're in that stage of crawling and getting ready to stand up on its own. Yeah. So what? how are you planning to give it more activity, I guess? Like the real growth to educate it and keep it playing and keep on going with it. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, going to the thing that where, where my wife said that I can go out and meet with other people, my original plan that came before reaching out was like seven years ago. Seven or eight years ago, I had posted on Facebook saying that I would like to meet with one friend each week and just talk about life, talk about whatever. So I guess I would go back to that idea. Yeah. Um, Meeting with a different person each week, just one-on-one. Because I think that's what's, that, that's putting people off. I mean, uh, some people don't mind the group setting. Yeah. Like I've had multiple people show up on a weekend and other people have told me that they would rather talk to me just one-on-one. And if we can plan like some other time so we can just have that one-on-one time to talk. So, so now is the time to call them out by name to get that one-on-one meeting. <laughs> no, I'm totally joking. I don't want to put anybody right. on stage. <laughs> but I mean, it, I mean, do you think if just just planning ahead, mm-hmm. do you think it's going to be upsetting still if nobody does it, like calls you and says on an off week you're not doing reaching out, nobody calls or nobody says, hey, let's meet? Would I still be disappointed? Yeah. I don't think I would have the right to be disappointed. Maybe it's just not time yet. Yeah. You know, it. Well, not a lot of people go around and like want to hang out with a one-year-old. And right. so that, that's why I keep on going back because it still is in its infancy. Yeah. Things are going to change. You've had that new birth, that new beginning. And that's how I relate it and why I didn't even tell you I was going to be doing this. But that's why I want other people to hear it because there's hard questions when you've been doing something for a year. When you've been dragging your wife along for a year and she sees a hurt, your mom has emotionally and physically supported your, you, your dad, friends like Armando, um, Josh, they have come out multiple times Mm -hmm. and they see, like uh, you said, like Armando put it, you know, it's a, maybe a good thing that people's not coming out to you. Yeah. And now you just said, you know, people are silently asking you to meet one-on-one and it's within that. And that's a great thing about having a podcast because now I can grill you and be that guy and people (laughs) can hear the inner workings. Yeah. Because if anything, this is to help. The show is also to help other people push forward, Mm. you know, and that way you're being the vocal leader to push through that process. Yeah. To show other people, get off your couch and maybe not devote eight hours a weekend to somebody, but get off your couch and do something. These are the pains I'm going through. This is the pain I'm going through that I deal in my head without saying anybody. Mm-hmm. And now it's becoming a lot more clear. In the back of my mind, I still wonder if stepping back is a good thing, but I'm also not the optimist in this situation. Your wife and your mom are more vocal and helping where I'm like, you know, keep on pushing. 
you're doing the right thing. You you're doing what you know you need to. Yeah. Screw everybody else. So like I'm the devil on the on your shoulder saying, <laughs> you know, stop it, just do it. And you're the one stuck in the middle, honestly. You're the one year old that's being told and put where you need to be. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that is a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing. Also, I, I failed to mention right now on Sundays, I've been helping my uncle clean out my grandpa's house. Yeah. His house has been broken into seven times over the past year. So we're trying to get everything out so he can sell the house. So I told him I would help him out. So I, I guess that's my version of reaching out on Sundays. No, it's the version. The version. Not just yours. I mean, okay. And that that's one thing that gets me. You still make, you still make like in your head, you rationalize it too much. Like, oh, I guess it's my version. No, that's the whole point. You didn't get to see your grandma a lot. You didn't get to see your grandpa a lot. You lost friends without talking to them. Mm-hmm. What if something, what if somebody shot and robbed your uncle while he was cleaning the house? Man, I himself? hate to think about that. But that's, that's a that, thing. That's you, a very real possibility because people are what, stupid. They're breaking into it. Two weeks ago. My uncle and I were cleaning out the garage out back. And Joanna and the boys just so happened to be with us because they thought we were doing something, but we were doing something else. We were working outside, not inside. But the boys were like, hey, someone's coming up. And there's a dead-end street. The street ends like at toward the back of my grandpa's backyard. Yeah. So there's nothing across the street either. All those houses have already been bulldozed and torn down like, a few years ago. So there is absolutely no reason somebody should be pulling up to the end of that street. Oh, in a vehicle? Yeah. Oh. There was a guy who pulled up in a truck, like, all the way down at the end of the street toward, like, behind the house. And he stopped. And we stopped. And we watched him. And he saw us. And he just backed on up. So I'm sure if my uncle was out there by himself, who, who knows what would have happened. But it was me. Joanna and the boys and my uncle, so better power in numbers yeah. that type of thing. But this last weekend, it was me, my mom, my dad, and my uncle all working inside. And uh, same thing. Uh, it was a different vehicle this time, and they pulled up toward the end. And we all walked out there and <laughs> stared them down. And they said that they used to live out there, and they just wanted to see where the house used to be and stuff like that. I'm like, House has been gone for like three years. No, I can understand that because I went back to my old childhood house. Okay. Well, well we, I mean, we were still. We, yeah. It, it's suspicious when all the houses are gone still. Yeah, his house is off by itself now. Yeah. Uh, there is another neighbor just on the other side of the trees in front of his house. So that's it. Um, but if someone was over at my grandpa's house when. When no one's there, he can't see unless he happens to see him drive past his house out that way. Oh, so your uncle lives on the way to your grandpa's house? No, no. He lives in Owasso, and this is over. Well, no directions need to be said. Right. (laughs) People are already breaking into it. Right. I mean, that that in itself is you just spending time with family. You're allowing your boys to see their uncle. Is that great uncle? 
or cousin at that point. Either way, <laughs> you're allowing him to spend time with family. Like my family is gone, mm-hmm. and now I hold the grudge because my mom was adopted. I'm a bastard child. I have no family. Literally, the only reason I know who my dad is is because of Ancestry.com, and I had to pay seventy dollars to do the stupid test. Yeah. So I mean that that's part of their growth. I mean now now you're onto the stage where your baby is switching to solid food. So it's a time of growth and you have to nurture it and make sure you're taking care of it or it will die. Yeah. And your mental health, since you're the leader of it, is a big part of that. And you're fixing to start dealing with a lot of mental issues around people that you may get attached to. That's why I keep hearing uh, some of these drivers will say that they get attached. They'll have people that they visit regularly and uh we'll talk to them develop like a friendship type of thing and then they pass and and it sticks with you and um near that point yet but i'm i don't know how i'm going to react just yet i definitely think it'll be a good thing i think it's going to ease and work into your fear of the other side yeah because really i mean if you say you're a christian and you're saved You've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. If it's if you die and it all turns out to be false, you've wasted nothing but one lifetime. But now you get to work with people and you get to spread on their legacy. You get to, if you ever want to, may see, look into legal things on that. Say their name on the podcast so people remember them. Mm. The people that you loved and lost, you still get to speak their names. You know, even if you're just saying grandma or grandpa, your family that hears this know who those people are. Yeah. Your mom and dad, specifically, when they listen to this, they get to remember those good times, too. Yep. So, I mean, there's healing and growth from rebirthing yourself. And I think that's a good thing with the new beginning. You get to look at how you're going to rebore, reborn, rebirth. I don't know. How you get to renew. Let's go with that one. There we go. <laughs> How you get to renew what you once did into something new and show it. I mean, even if it is a year old, you get to start a whole new process again mm-hmm. or evolve it. So how are you looking to evolve your life with this new job? How to evolve your relationships? How to evolve reaching out? You can pick any one of those. I don't care. <laughs> I think this will. Sh- mm, I think this job is going to allow me to uh, to work on my patients because a lot of the folks are they might have dementia or Alzheimer's. Maybe slow down a little bit and just maybe take in the moment, take time to talk to these people. Talking's my thing, man, and they encourage it too. They said sometimes the only people they see are the nurses or the caretakers or something and that's only so often but to have an actual conversation these people just want someone and that's that that's that's one thing uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to is the conversations have you ever thought this may this may mm-hmm. be a position to get you to learn how to talk whenever you said dementia you're gonna have to reintroduce yourself maybe time after time mm. Or you get hit in the head with a book because they don't remember you and you're robbing their bed. 
<laughs> Maybe. Um, I mean, some of these guys have said that they've been they've been yelled at, they've been cussed at. One guy got attacked by a dog. So I, I guess you got to demonstrate some sort of patience. And <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it's new. It, it's definitely. It's definitely different from the hotel and the dealership already. I mean, this job compared to all those, those were super easy. All I had to do was park cars. Park cars, ride them up, test drive, and if not, then sweep. Now I actually got to input serial numbers and go through stock and inventory and load up a van and unload a van and lift and carry heavy stuff. At the risk of throwing my back out. <laughs> yeah. Because there's these, like, what they call a trapeze or whatever. Uh, it slides over. The legs go under the bed. And it goes over the bed also. And it's got, like, a little handlebar for them to hold themselves yeah. up. That and lifts and wheelchairs and jerry chairs and bariatric beds. Different kinds of beds. Oh, so you you may even have to take that up to like third story. Yes. Dang. Yeah, those lifts aren't light by any means. No, they're not. They're fun to ride in, but I mean. <laughs> yeah. Some some sometimes you're gonna. You're, I'm gonna eventually have to go up to like a a third floor of an apartment or a house or whatever. Use your time instead of talking, catching your breath. Right. I probably won't be able to talk. The patient's yelling at you. Get up here, Sonny. Hold on. I can't catch my breath. <laughs> oh, man. I'm getting worn out just thinking about it. Yeah. I went ahead and had them order me a back brace. Just planning ahead. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm or excited, just man. one of those back support things. That way you can attach it and like, carry it on your back. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have more helpers at certain times like yeah. schedule you to get like go out individually and then at like noon you hop in their van or they hop in yours and then you go out on team lifts yeah i mean from what i've noticed or witnessed if if there's like a bariatric like delivery or a pickup or something or like a big ticket order or something they'll have someone go with them so I, I suppose there is help if you need it. All you need to do is ask. If See, I'd ruin that. I'd ask for help every day. Every day. <laughs> I'm feeling weak today. Can you help me? Man, I don't know what is up with my shoe. I'm not sure if it's my shoe or just my foot or something. Something feels like it is like poking the middle of my foot. I'm not sure. I looked all over my shoe. There's not a small nail or anything in it. I don't know what it is, but it's been bugging me since yesterday when we had to go pick up those that that double bed order. Well, hopefully you didn't do something to your foot. Man, I'm horrible at trying to remember. <laughs> uh, don't lift with your back and lift with your legs. Because I was in a hurry. I was trying to hurry yesterday getting those beds out, and uh, I kept lifting with my back, which is one of those tests I had to take was all about back safety. <laughs> Lifting posture and awareness. Yeah. See, that's why I liked Amazon. They're literally their intake test. You watch the whole video a whole lot of videos for two hours. 
you took your first break, and then after that, you logged onto the computer at the upper floors. You probably asked 15 minutes of questions. Then they literally had you working. Oh, wow. Yeah, whereas like the Walmart intake test, you'd have to do it over multiple days on like an hour here, hour there. Amazon's like, screw this. You get three hours of training and you're going. Golly, man. Yeah. I get three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got to learn how to use the phone and everything. They're going to give me a phone. Oh, wow. And I got to learn all that, all the serial number inputs and how to cl- uh, open up tickets and close out tickets and stuff like that. And um, you ought to see if you can get a scanner from Amazon. That way you don't have to learn serial numbers. <laughs> you just scan it. Yeah. But all this sounds great. I mean, it's definitely growing. And I like how you put it. And I don't think you were an intentional. But you were saying you cannot rush the process. You cannot rush the learning curve, you know. Yeah. And with this, I mean, you have to be aware of how to move a baby. You can't, like, just pick it up and throw it across the room. Right. You know, and that, with reaching out, which is what this is really about, I mean, also, you're doing a new job. You can't rush that. You can't walk in, especially, and be like, ha I got this. I can deliver beds. Nope. I, ooh, someone did that. There's a guy who's in training, also. He started a little bit before me, and... He started talking about how he did all these bariatric beds in one morning. Like, he did three all by himself. You don't put that much attention on yourself, man. They're going to start giving you all the bariatric beds. Those are the 300-pound ones. (laughs) You don't want that kind of attention. Yeah, all this is flat. I have no muscle. I can't carry over 50 pounds. (laughs) I need all the bedpans you can give me. All the bedpans. I will go up three stories for that, only if they have an elevator. Someone, they told me one time, someone had to go all the way up to South Coffeyville just to deliver, like, a bedside commode. Yeah, that's what you were telling us last week. Yeah, in the middle of the night. That's awesome, though. They have that much control over a company. (laughs) Hopefully, at least the insurance paid for it. Do you deal a lot with insurances? I don't think we do specifically. Okay. I don't know why I asked that. I mean, just... I'm just a driver. But, I mean, you still have to have the right information when you go. You can't just, right. like, go willy-nilly and, like... Me, I can deliver food to a wrong house. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't deliver a bed to a wrong house and be like, oh, well, we'll come back and get it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Oh, my God. I had... Okay. I was in Broken Arrow on 71st. Had to go to Alorica, which is on 21st and... 145th. Yeah. Turned out she put in the wrong address. I had to go all the way to her house at 81st and Memorial. Oh, wow. Do you know how much Grubhub added to the bill? (laughs) Now, granted, for... Okay, so 71st to 21st, 5 miles. 21st to 81st is... Six miles. So that's 11 miles. Usually I get paid 10 to, t- 10 to 15 bucks for that far of a drive. Yeah. They added a dollar to my wage. So even that, I'm having to learn three different systems because I do Grubhub, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Yeah. And then sometimes Instacart, Merchandiser. 
I worked for like seven companies and I'm going to have to wait for W-2s or 1099s all this year. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's part of the process, too, is learning how to work these systems yeah. and knowing your limit. Mm-hmm. Like I will not. <laughs> I've had to go out to Wagner for like seven dollars. That's like 20 miles away. Yeah. Of course, I drive like a beast and like piss people off. And that was another thing. I didn't get flipped off this week, but I had somebody almost hit me because he had to wait until the last second to merge. I read about that. Yeah. Yeah. I deleted that. Oh, did you? Yeah, because I actually put the guy's vehicle description. Oh, and no. I was like, I don't. Well, I did it. I posted it and then I put the description and then I took it down. Yeah. I was like, people don't need to see this. This is dumb going to be bad enough when I see that guy again because I see vehicles over and over and over again. So it's interesting who you meet. And one day I went to pick out up a free couch off Craigslist and he saw my vehicle and I backed up to his door to pick it up. And he's like, oh yeah, I know you. I see your stickers all the time. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> I even have old ladies that flip me off because I drive. So, But then again, I mean, I play by my rules. You know, is it good or bad? We'll see in the end. Mm. I now have three new dents in my vehicle because of driving like that. Yeah. Actually, one was because I got hit. Another one was because I backed up into a pole and split that in two. And then I was going maybe two miles an hour, scooting up to Quick Trip, and I hit the pole there. Ah. <laughs> well, other than that, you know, <laughs> it's all live and learn. Yeah. So I've got to ask. Are you happy with how this show turned out, not knowing what we were dis- going to discuss? Man, we, we we really didn't. I didn't have a plan tonight. I think it went well. Well, I had to jump on you because, yeah. and now I'm glad I did, because not only do other people get to see your heart, but now it puts me at ease like you owe me anything. You know, <laughs> I think, I still don't know if it will continue if it backfires, mm-hmm. be, just because it is a step back. At the same time, it has to be fair to you. You're the infant with the baby or the infant of the something like that. Like you're you're in the one year stage. You're growing and you're you're learning how to crawl. You're learning how to address situations Mm -hmm. with new eyes. Yeah. So you, first of all, have to be where you can mentally prepare for that change. Mm hmm. And now you're dealing with something. You still have your kids, you have your wife, you have your family, all this stuff. They're the ones also saying you have to do something. Yeah. Now it's up to you to decide whether what you do is right or wrong, because ultimately it's going to fall on your head. Yeah. You know, not a lot of pressure there. <laughs> so do you have any final words on growth and learning after the new beginning? There have been highs and lows with this whole reaching out thing over several months a lot of people have shown up there have been weekends where nobody showed up at all i'm not gonna lie it's a little disheartening sometimes it's all about perspective you know people are busy people have lives uh maybe people aren't ready yet and i understand that now and it's 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 all about growth growth and development that's that's what it's about and i'm growing in maturity and patience and stuff like that and if if you're not coming out to the meetings or anything like that 
And if you are listening to the podcast, just know that I do appreciate you. And I hope you do stick around for what's coming next with reaching out. I just want to thank everybody for sticking around this long and support me all the whole way. So so it sounds like we need to come up with a schedule for you and have a whole lot more ways to communicate. Yes. Because that's going to be the key thing, getting people or allowing people to meet with you. And it doesn't have to be weekends. I mean, you do have lunch breaks that you can meet with people. Yep. Lunch, especially if they pay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm always down for a free lunch. But, I mean, other than that, you know how to reach Cameron. Um, reaching out with Cameron.com, the Facebook group and fan page, and then also Instagram. You can check out his artwork and buy some and support him financially. My words, not his, at Camel or. What's the Facebook? It's under Camo Arts, right? Yes, Camo Arts on Facebook, Instagram. I'm on TikTok also. Camo so go Arts. follow him. Um, send him a DM. Like, yes, definitely like his videos. You can do that. I mean, just by listening to this podcast, you may not understand how it works. I don't either. The anchor.fm fairies pay us just for you listening. So please. Um, like, share, comment, reach out to them, schedule an event. And as always, I've been R.A. Create. And Camo. And until next week, KSITJ. Great. Great.